It seems like I haven't been up here in a very, very long time. It's been. I've been doing a whole lot of other things also. Welcome back to another episode of Rooftop Perspectives. I am your host, Lance Skurve. You know, when I restructured my YouTube channel's homepage on YouTube and I put more playlists there, it really hit me because I began to reminisce with all of these videos that we've done with different people, different places, the accumulation over time, it's really wonderful. And I played a few of them from back in the day. You know, with me, I'm one like Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson. I put on weight quick and I lose weight quick. In different videos, I saw my face, my head round and big, and my face chiseled a little bit. I got one more playlist to put up, and that's the Ant Hill Chronicles, so you all can still enjoy those. And I will get over there at least once a week to still, you know, add on to the whole thing. But it was a joyous walk down through memory lane, and I want to continue to do what I do, and I love it. And I say to everybody who has been along for the whole ride, right? And the new subscribers, welcome to the channel. But it's an incredible journey out here, and I welcome you to take this walk with me. Yesterday, I got out of the house and I went down to various markets here and I took a little footage here and there and I'm going to put it up. It's nothing special, but it's a lot of people. And I went to different areas too. Um, the Makula Market, it's the market that fascinates me because it's so vast in the usual market that's down the block that I show you all the time. But um, I love the smell of the fruits and the food and the people and the tight traffic and the noise and the buildings and the colorful outfits and just the vibe, right? Because it may be here in Accra, Ghana, but the vibe there reminds me of the old Jamaica Avenue in Queens, New York. I'm talking about back in the day when they had the elevated line, the J train that came all the way down to Merrick Boulevard, right? And it had a stop right there on 165th Street, you know? That, that was the vibe that flooded my senses with our, can I say, melanin, our mel melanated energy. Just, there was someone who, dear friend yesterday was telling me, she said, she said, Lance, I really been following you for a while and I can really tell you love your people. And that's really what it is. It's not about hate or hating anybody. I just love who we are. I love the fact that we, at our height, can be such a gift to the world. And oftentimes, I don't love the fact that we can not always be the best gift to each other. And that's what I hope to, in my own small way, bring back the love of us for us and to understand how much of a gift we are and how much we have been gifted by the Creator to be the people who we are and hold the position that we hold. You know, we benefit so many other people in the world, not just monetarily, but from our sheer presence. But then again, we're hating, we don't get the appreciation that we need to get. Not that we need someone to validate us or give us appreciation on the flip side that doesn't like us, but that's their sickness. How much they hate us, but they peek and they watch and they're fascinated by us because we're direct descendants of the Creator. And I just don't want you to devalue yourself and how you see yourself. Because many of us do that. We have great talents and abilities, but we don't realize that. 
But you see, we have to also understand that talent is not enough. We can have talents, we can just sit down and not work that talent and nothing comes out of it. In this world, you, you, you can be given a talent, and we all are given talents. It's just that for some reason in this Instagram generation, we want to have the same talents that other people have. And yes, we can have more than one talent, but you have to work it. You have to understand it. You have to fall in love with it. You have to want to sleep with it. And I don't mean anything wayward, but I mean, when I do what I do with the videos, and the videos are secondary to me, it's really artwork and writing, and just a conversation, reaching deeper into human nature and having to understand them by really reaching into ourselves. If we could conquer ourselves, we can conquer the world. I don't mean conquer to overthrow people or take something, you know, what they have. No, I don't mean that. But I mean, conquer the world with the goodness that you have come with such a righteous tsunami of these abilities that you have, these talents that you have in a righteous way. Because really and truly, like I was saying in the conversation yesterday, we don't have much time. Now, I'm not going to be a doomsayer, right? But we don't have much time. And what do I mean by that? Excuse me, a tripod. I kicked it away a little bit, right? Like me, I'm 59, 60 next year. Blink of an eye. Two days ago, I was 20. If you transition at 80, at 85, and I transition at 105, and let's say it was 85 for you, and I'm sitting up here 105, and then I transition. And when you would say by the current standard that, oh, you lived a long life. Yeah, for this level. But really and truly, our existence as energy beings go on beyond this plane. And it's sad that many of us think of our run of life on this level. Yeah, it may transition at the end of those years, but you, you have to think beyond that. As an energy being, there is no end. It, it can't be because everything on a spiritual level gives you, nature gives you a lesson, right? So the 85-year-old, the 105-year-old, the 105-year-old will say, yeah, see that? I'm about to transition now. If he knows it, I got 20 more years on this person. But what is 20 years? When you think about how infinite this creation is, what is 20 years or 50 years or 100 years? Let's say we can live to 10,000 years old. You know what? That's a drop in the bucket. That's, that's no time at all, which yeah, it's a lot of time on this level from the eyes that we look through. But if you look at creation, how vast it is, how vast the universe is, this planet is just a speck of dust. Not even that. When you think how vast this created universe is. So if this created universe is so vast, how bad, and I mean it in a good way, you know how we talk slang, how bad is the creator? Really, how bad is the creator? So while with science, it's great to know, I was speaking with my buddy, JG, Jack Griffin, right? And Jack, my uh, iPhone, and that's for everybody, my iPhone fell again, I fixed it completely, and it smashed. So you know what? I saw for iPhones. I went and got a little inexpensive um, foreign phone 
that has a dual uh, SIM cards in it and it operates just fine, just like my iPhone and I'm happy. And that's all I have to pay for it, right? The, the fraction, the fraction. So with your number and everybody else's number, just email it to me in my overwhelmed email account because I want to keep the other one lean, scurvemedia at gmail.com or just text me and say, hey, this is so-and-so, you know, on WhatsApp. And I want more people to reach out to me on WhatsApp also while you can still call me straight and I have my reasons for that. But like I said, the created thing is so awesome. What about the creator? So how can we walk with this arrogance that we have? Pumped up chest as though we know so much and we just been here for a minuscule bit of time. Just got out of our diapers the other day. Just came through school the other day. Came out into the world in this system and carved out our little life. I'm not trying to minimize our lives. But we need to put it in perspective, and because we put it in perspective, we can, we can appreciate what we have. I'm too busy appreciating the ability to breathe with all these systems that I have in my body. Respiratory system, skeletal system, digestive system, the nervous system, the reproductive system. <laughs> you know I have to throw something in there, right? And even more, I didn't name them all. But we have all those systems running through our bodies and through our rib cage, everything is based in the pancreas and the liver and the kidneys and they all do their job in such a small compact space. Who did that? Did it just come to be where it just fell out the sky? And designed in such a way. My heart is not in my hand. My heart is in my torso. Oh, look. You could slowly cut off all of my limbs and I will still live, right? If, if you had to remove it surgically and it took time, I wouldn't want that, but look at that. If you can lose your limbs and still live because of the placements of the organs inside the body, or who would want to be in that position? And I take my hat off and show love to anybody who is, right? But really think about it that way, how wonderfully we're made, how precious we are, how wonderful creation is and how awesome it is, but, it, but, it, but it, it, it lends a testimony that this creator is so, mm. so how could you walk around pumped up? How could you walk around devalued? How could you walk around not knowing that you were put here after all of this detailed construction of you on the physical? But what about the mental? What about the thoughts? What about the brain? What about the mind? All these things that make us that are in, the intangible thoughts we have, the revelations that we receive, the spirit, the soul, all these things that you don't see that are connected to this body right now. With all of that, to, for you to be here and then to come here and be jealous of somebody, to come here and be envious or, or wanna be angry at somebody because they have a talent and ability or have accumulated something of value longer than you have and you mad at them? And we've gotten to the point of maturity where we're grown and we harbor these little schoolboy and schoolgirl feelings that should have been fleeting, fleeted, or fleeting because of our upbringing. This again, maybe some folks are gonna get tired of it 
but I love my mother and I love my father. I love them, the way they raised me. The little devil, deviling, devilment things that I did, that's on me. But they put the right things inside of me and now it's time for me to really give back by exuding these things that came from a loving, productive, focused, nurturing home. I can go in my memory and just think about that place physically, my, my house, my home. And the love that was in it, that was so full of love that it extended out to others across town, across the country, all over the world. The things that I heard as far as conversation there. The love that I was embraced in. This is why I have so much to give because I wasn't brought up in a, a deficient, dysfunctional situation. So that is normalcy for me, but with that there's a responsibility to share your love properly and to help influence those who may not know the way. Not to get up here and try to be a rock star, get up here and try to be somebody's prophet. If I knew tomorrow's lottery numbers, no, I'm just playing, I don't play the lottery. But it's just so much to be, to be appreciative for. And that's why I say, understand that you are a gift. You, you're a gift. You're a gift to this planet because you're here for a purpose. And never devalue yourself and never think that you're not loved. Love doesn't just take one form. It doesn't always take the form that we want. But everything in nature that we need eventually comes to us because when we live a certain way, it sends up a signal invisibly that whatever you need will come to you. I always use this example. What is it that keeps the balance of male children to female children in balance? And I don't mean 50-50 all the time because it's got to be very seldom that way. But 53-47, 48-52, 51-49, it's a balance. Is there somebody running around in every bedroom when conception happens? and logging it in and no, but it's something about the balance of nature. So when you cleanse yourself, not just your body, because I know a lot of wicked people, narcissists, sociopaths, that clean and talk about how they cleanse their body, but their heart is dirty. And they know it. And these people will hate you for your light hate you because of the gift that you are. And this is what we have to do more so also to build each other up. We have to let others know how precious they are when they are precious. To let them know how much we appreciate them. I'm doing that more and more every time I see my friends and strong acquaintances and associates. To let them know, listen, you made a change in my life and not only just say it, because it sounds like rhetoric to some people. Oh, you just say that to everybody. No, but point it out. Remember the time back in 1983 when I was down and out? It wasn't money that you gave me, but you came and you gave me words of wisdom. And I walk with that. And I'll never forget those words that you gave me. And that was more valuable to any money that you could have slipped to me that I would have spent and it would have been gone decades ago. 
There's not always money that people need. But we need to show appreciation because this world as it is, it is devoid of the love that, it, that we had years ago. And people who don't get it will say, oh, you know, Lance, there was always war, there was always poverty, there was always things going on. Yes, 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 we always had those things, but we had a membrane that was thick that covered us in love. Even the TV shows, when you look at Good Times and the Jeffersons and, and even some of the shows in the 80s, Cosby Show, all these things had such a vibration of love at the base and it made you feel good. But it's like when you breathe, there's an abundance of air. But when your heart breathes in the atmosphere of love in the world, you have to strain for it because it's not as much. It's like when you go high up on the mountain and the air is thin and, you, and you're not used to climbing so high. I remember being 11 years old, 1974, climbing uh, Algonquin, uh, Mount Marcy, uh, uh, Gothel's Mountain. Uh, what's the other one? I climbed 11 of the mountains in the Adirondacks who were a mile high or over. 11 of them out of the 49. And I went and did it back again back in 75. Isn't that something? 11 and 12 years old. I've been exposed to a lot. I've been exposed to a lot. And it's my job to not hold it in because others are insecure about what I've been exposed to, but share it. The lessons that you have in life, share it. That's all I can offer to you through these videos and through my writing and through my artwork is to maybe stimulate you on different ways because fighters like to have, and it's better for them to have more than one good punch. You gotta have a good jab. You gotta have a good right hook. You gotta have a good right hand or left hook rather, right? But you also have to know not to stand straight up. You have to keep your chin tucked. Make, make the target of you that you are smaller move around. Get in. You understand? Strategy. So the more multifaceted that you can be, the more that you can hone your craft where it can be re received by many more people than just being a one-way Charlie. It's better that way. So every day for me, I cleanse myself in my heart, my thoughts, my struggles, and I'm winning. I'm winning, and I'm in a very good place. And when you clean yourself and your heart from within, you won't have to cohabitate with a double mind. That you can get up and speak this way so righteous, but in the middle of the night, you're looking at your neighbor, you're looking at somebody who you know, and you despise them for the gifts that the Creator gave them. So if you hate the one who is carrying out their mission righteously, submitting to something bigger and divine, how could you be angry with them? That means you're angry with the Creator because that means you're ignoring what it is that you're supposed to do. Cain and Abel, you're coveting something that your brother has and you don't want him to have it. Oh, that is such a deep, toxic way. But we lie to ourselves and try to make evil fair seeming. 
You try to explain it away, but you can't. If you hate one who is doing their job, day in and day out, day in and day out, living a Spartan life, a monk-like existence, you don't have to do all of that. But me personally, that's what I do. I'm all in for the rest of my life. So if you're angry with me for what I've done online for the last 21 years, well, 21 years from now, you'll get there. But by then I would have another 21 years, right? So it's not a race because I'm into my inner verse. What's in, not just the facade of what's out because see, what was born and created creatively on this platform came in those quiet, still moments when nobody was around, where there was no talking going on. Just like a woman when she gets impregnated and carries that child. For a while, nobody knows what's going on. Even the woman who got pregnant, a couple weeks, she may not know. But how could you be angry at the process? That means you hate the very creator himself. Because when I see something manifesting from someone who has submitted to divine law, universal laws, I'm clapping my hands and I'm jumping for joy because it's showing me the process. And it inspires me to do what it is that I have to do in my way because I know that I'm a gift to the world and that's what you have to know that you are precious and even if you don't know what you're here for, you're here for something and you're here for something good and positive. This engineered world likes to mess with us and make us feel as though we have no value. That all you can do sisters is get up on a pole somewhere and shake your backside. Fellas, they think, make you think the only power that you have is between your legs. You see the brothers in the corner, what are they grabbing? They don't speak of intellectual strength. They don't speak of spiritual depth. They don't speak, speak of inspiring through the emotions and, 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 and mind and the creative mind and being just so unique as they are because most of us are so creative in our decadence that if we took that creative mind and placed it with something righteous, how wonderful that would be. How many of you have heard people say that many who sell drugs on the street can run Fortune 500 companies? Many can. Some who didn't go to school or didn't learn anything, eh, there's going to be a little problem, right? But we got to see how great we are because before we leave this level, you've got to leave something back. And even if you don't have children, it may not be for you to have children because the pursuit of the gifts that you have wouldn't allow for you to have a life where you can give that child time. So brothers and even our sisters, don't question yourself when you get to a certain age or feel bad that well, you, a child didn't come through your loins because some of the best mothers are the ones who never had children. Because it's their job to deal with many children. I'm gonna call out a name of a sister I don't know. I lost contact with her. 
to a very special sister that I knew many years ago back in the 90s. Sister Rhonda. And she worked in a daycare on Guy Brewer. No, I'm sorry, Suffolk Boulevard? Suffolk Guy Brewer? No, I think it was, uh, I think it was Suffolk Boulevard. Yeah, it was Suffolk Boulevard. When I used to drive the dollar van. I used to do the six, sometimes the 40 at night, but the main thing was the Q9 from the fish market on Suffolk Boulevard, right? And when I did the six, I would drop her down right by that McDonald's on Linden Boulevard. And about, about a block up was a daycare center, a pretty big one. And we got close as friends and she told me at one point how she wasn't able to have children. And I told her, I said, listen, there was a function where all the children poured their heart out on how she affected their life. And these are younger kids that you wouldn't think would talk this way. And she invited me to the function and I couldn't stay long. But at the end, I told her, I said, see that? I didn't say it loud. You shared with me how you always wanted your own. And yes, that is a wonderful thing. But the bottom line is, look how much of a wonderful mother that you've been to these children that oftentimes don't even have a mother or a mother who is not emotionally present, emotionally detached and distant. See that? So we have missions to fulfill on so many different levels. And sometimes we don't know. Look, I've been through a lot in life experience wise. But I'm a late bloomer with certain things and there are things that I'm finding out about myself now that I didn't know before. Why I did certain things, why I lived a certain way, why I pursued certain activities. Now I know, but I've been preserved to a point to get to this point, to be able to speak to others who are going through things or walking down certain roads they shouldn't be walking down. So I see my purpose because, and I'm gonna say it like I always said it before, and I'm gonna run down to make some more content and take a little walk. But remember, the camera goes with me all the time. I got a couple little shots that I want to share with you. But um, like I said, I thought my life was a useless, not useless. Don't get me wrong. I knew there was something going to come out of my life. But at certain points, certain odd jobs, certain failed relationships, certain broken relationships, certain things that didn't work out, certain things that didn't have a unified push because you know in America and many other parts of the world, they teach you, go to school, get a good job, find somebody to marry, have kids, buy this big home, work, retire, that's it. You tell me, how many people had lives like that? And if you did, I applaud, right? But we have to find our way in a system that wants to use us but doesn't want to acknowledge or, or, or grant us what we're worth. So many of us become broken, right? So I thought, and I was never broken, I kept on swinging because I knew at some point that thing was gonna come through. I might be the last corn in the bag of popcorn that popped because right now, at months away from being 60 years old, I have the enthusiasm of somebody who just got out of high school. I see my best days ahead of me. I'm not just saying it to say that. I really look forward to these best days ahead of me. Not as some slow retired person who's diminishing, 
but with an ever increasing intensity to do what I do and hone my craft. But at one point, I couldn't put together the succession of my life. Like, how does this fit with this? How's that two week relationship fit with that job that I did for a month that I didn't like? How did this endeavor with this other endeavor who are not related? I know people pretty much say life experience, but sometimes when I was young, I was like, yeah, you just saying it because you ain't do nothing, but it really counts for something, right? So I looked at my life as a useless collection of rags. Some of them dirty, some of them dirty. Some things that I did in this lifetime, trust me. Y'all know. And I said, wait a second. How could this add up to something? So I know now that all of those rags that I thought were useless, I can sew them all together and make a beautiful quilt. See? So we don't know why we're experiencing what we're experiencing. It's on the job training. Learn as you go. That's how life is. Understand that every bit of knowledge that you learn, hold on to it. You're gonna use it one day. Like I always say, every tool in the toolbox doesn't get used, but it's there for a specific purpose. And you have a specific purpose. You may not be the hammer or the screwdriver that's used all the time. You might be that little voltage gauge that checks the charge coming out, and I don't know how to say it, out of that socket to make sure the electrical is set right. And you don't pull that one out all the time. So we shine, some of us shine from young. Some of us get a little older chronologically and shine when we're older. But then this brief time that we're here on this planet, press forward. You don't have to kill yourself with this unnatural rhythm of the engineered world that cuts our life short. We say that nature is out in the wild. We say they're wild animals. Well, there's a hierarchy. You find yourself somewhere as an animal on the food chain. There are things above you in strength and in cunning that can eat you. There are things below you on the, on the scale that you can eat, right? But everything in nature is equipped with a means to protect itself, whether it's teeth, whether it's claws, whether it's the strength to grab you and crush you, or the speed to run away and never get caught. We're all given something. So that's when I translate and say we're all given something. But out in nature, you don't see the mayhem that we see out in our engineered world. I say our because really it's not mine, but I'm here and I, I'm in it. It's here in Accra, Ghana too, it's here in Africa but there are more open spots where you can get away from a lot of things. But when I go out in nature and I see a certain animal relaxing and I see one below it that may be on the food chain below it that it can, you know, use for food, relaxing. There's an order and you only become food when you lose contact with those instincts that were given to you by the creator. So when you have your mind twisted with these things that you see on social media, when you have your head messed up with drugs and alcohol, you're out of your mind. And now other things can happen. 
they say drunk driving. You're driving and you're out of your mind to not understand that that big piece of metal, and these days more plastic than anything else, can kill somebody? You're out of your mind. So how can you make progress when you're constantly out of your mind? Steady progress. You get drunk and you get silly in your head, you talk silly, you think you're having a good time, but after it's all over, you have nothing to show for it. I can't vibe with anybody like that because this artificial thing called time is very precious to me. Very precious to me. There's so much more that I can say, but I just want to say that to everybody who supports the channel and anybody else who is on the channel, thank you so much. A lot of time is spent to construct that and the website and everything else, which I love and which I will always do. But this is what I dedicated my life to. And it doesn't have to have all this bravado. Just look at the work, the timeline, and let the work speak for itself. Let the work speak for itself. And in that, you will see the love that I have for you. Anyway, salute to my brothers. Much love to my sisters. I haven't done that in a long time. I'm going to say it again. Brothers, y'all understand. Mwah. Much love to our sisters. Thank you for bringing us into this world. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for just looking so daggone fine when you walk down the street. It's not just a physical thing, but it's the vibration and power that you have. And brothers, yes, we're to protect our sisters and we're to guide them with wisdom. And some of, some of our sisters may be wayward and caught up in the system, but we have to have patience and understand that they weren't put here for that. And they were put here for something greater. So the manifestation that you see them as now, that may not be what they are five years from now or 10 years from now. But why should it be five or 10 years? Give them a little wisdom. Still show them love and respect. And maybe it'll take two years or one year or even one week after good conversation with you. We have to think this way. We have to salvage our people. We can't just give up on them. It's tiring sometimes, trust me. And I know, and I say that many of us are doomed. Most of us are doomed. I'm going to say that. Is that a contradiction? No. Many of us are doomed. It's an incomplete sentence. Many of us are doomed because we're off the path. But we can get on the path. But it's up to us to do so. I don't want you to become a statistic. Too much greatness out of us is buried below underground not benefiting us the great things they had inside of them that were given to the creator they might have took their whole life being so angry at the next man or angry at their father or angry at some situation would happen if you let that take you over you'll be impotent and won't be able to do anything you can show flashes of greatness but that doesn't mean you're always going to make it all the way through follow through when you get into this fight of life with all of these things coming against us, you gotta follow through. When you throw that punch, you're not trying to hit the person in their face, you're trying to hit it and put your fist through it. Your whole body, follow through. Anyway, I was gonna start up again, but I can't do that, I'm running right now. And life is, life is really wonderful. Life is really wonderful. And I was up late last night and had so much emotion come out of me and so much love for different things and different people, different situations. I shed tears of happiness that really looked like I was sad. I mean, it, it just came. There was a blockage that was there that came out in a way. 
and there are certain people that are in my midst and I can appreciate them more. And it hit me and I wept. I wept because all this love I had inside of me came out. So do know we're here, not forever. We all will transition, but we all have an energy path that we must follow. And while I'm here and while you can see me, know that I love you very, very much. Very, very much. And I hope you enjoy all the manifestations of my crazy personality. Anyway, much love to you all. I will see you later on. Live show, other shows, clips, whatever. You know how we do with the people that we vibe with. Much love to you all. Peace. Mwah.